action sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love it. So if you've, well, Father, how do they contact us? If they've got questions, ideas, complaints. Complaints, we'll take it all. We've had complaints, we've had criticisms. So if you want to do that, uh, contact us uh, via email, ignition. I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us using at uh, sfdiocese and with the hashtag ignition on your question. That way we know it's not just regular tweeting at sfdiocese. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Uh, and before we did I dive into today's episode, uh, if you haven't listened before, Father, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm a native son of South Dakota and a priest for 10 years, in my 10th year as a priest, I should say, uh, serving as the pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota, and as the director of the Pius XII Newman Center for South Dakota State University. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the diocese. Uh, been with the diocese for a um, little over 13 years now. Uh, Father and I were joking in a previous episode about all the different titles I've had uh, in my tenure here with the diocese, but the job has fundamentally been the same. And I really like the, the title we've been using of late, um, that of Discipleship and Evangelization. I was just thinking about how tempted I was just to interrupt you at various points as you were speaking. And then I was wondering, how often do you actually interrupt me? I don't think you ever interrupt me at all. Really? I think I'm like, I should. I'm like the interrupting priest. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting priest. Interrupting priest. Hey, I know. I Nice. So, Father, today we are going to continue one of our, we've got a couple series, if you will, uh, that, that we do episodes of on ignition. Um, one is on the theology of the body. It's been a while since we did, did a theology of the body it episode. Is. We have to think about that for next month. Kind of um, did that with like divorce and yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of. But not, we, we start very systematically, and we're we going to lay a foundation. And, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, one, one of the other episodes, I was thinking more Sean Connery, to be uh, honest. But, yeah. uh, one of the other um, uh, series that we have, occasional series, ongoing series. A series it, that we're serious about. Exactly, is on the books of the Bible, and we've, we've, we, we began with the New Testament. Anything to say about that? You looked like you had something to say. You're, you're, again, I, this is, your father was nodding. Yeah, absolutely. I had yes. all, sorts, all sorts of things going on in my mind right okay, now. Okay, never so mind. We'll just we'll leave, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have, uh, we're actually up to Galatians, which will be the topic for today's uh, episode. So we've gone through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, um, Acts of the Apostles, Romans, and First and Second Corinthians, and now we are into Galatians. We've got a long way on this. We've gone a long way? Yeah. Yeah, but we got a long way to go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ephesians, Colossians. And that's just the New Testament. I know. Is there 14? No, 14 letters. Four Gospels. Is there 14 letters in the New? Oh, yeah, yeah shaking your head. I don't remember. Are we going to do a whole show on like John 3? Or the third of John? Are we going to do a whole episode on Philemon? That's what I want to know. Which is longer? Isn't Philemon shorter? I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. Or like Jude. 
dude. But like Third John is like twenty verses or something like that. It's yeah, there are a couple short little epistles there. Yeah. Uh that's not Galatians though. No. We, we were we, talking about Galatians. And we did note um at the outset of the Pauline corpus. Continue <laughs> by <laughs> Which means body. Corpus means body. The body of letters that St. Paul wrote. Um, begins with Romans. And uh, interestingly, there's they go from largest to smallest. That's We know that. But is there another rationale to how the church, in her wisdom, um, ordered the the letters of St. Paul uh, as as the the New Testament was compiled? There's, there's an argument about that. I mean, the other rationale... It's hard to say, but we do know that they go from longest to shortest. Right. Uh, and so Galatians still on the longer end, uh, the upper half of the letters uh, is is the topic for today. And for that, I thought it's, it's worth mentioning um, much of, in terms of our source material um, for, for this occasional series on the books of the New Testament, one of the things that I particularly look to is the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible, um, the New Testament in particular, uh, which is written and edited by Dr. Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch, published by Ignatius Press. Great resource. So um, I'm not... Uh, I, I'm a lover of scripture, but I'm not a scripture scholar. Same for me. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, I, <laughs> it's all Greek to me. <laughs> it's, at least in the New Testament. So I don't know a lot of this stuff out the back of my head, but there are great resources out there for us yeah. to study the Bible. There's a lot of great resources. And you can spend a lot of money on Bible resources. <laughs> you can. Yeah. So, but this is certainly one of them uh, that I highly recommend. And uh, talking about some of the the nuts and bolts of of Paul, well, of, of the New Testament, including Paul's letter to the Galatians, uh, this is this is uh, the the source where I get much of of the, what I'll be talking about today. So, and most of my source is just my own head. Yeah, it's a good source usually. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so starting as we often do, Father, with the author and date of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Yeah. So uh, we think it's one of the uh, one of the earlier ones, right? Right, right, right. right. And it's he self-IDs that, hi, I'm Paul, who's writing, <laughs> right? And so, uh, and no one really contests to this one. Sometimes like some scripture songs will contest it. Um, oh, maybe Paul wrote this one, maybe he didn't, and for whatever reasons, which aren't always clear to me and... I don't really worry too much. If you, if you have like a Bible that say, oh, Paul probably didn't write this. Don't worry about that. Right. That's not like in a, th- but it's a Catholic Bible where they said that. Well, that's okay. It's not like authoritative church yeah. teaching. It's just someone's opinion. Yep. Scholarly opinion are not inspired like the text to which they refer. Yes. And so pay more attention to the text than the opinion about the text. Yep. yep. So again, that's a great reminder. Whenever we're doing this, read the letter <laughs> yes thank you yeah Great. so like uh whenever we've done any of these things we we're not going to be exhaustive in any way and we're probably going to make errors multiple errors uh but so read uh the books of the bible especially read galatians in this case so yeah and I, I because i fall prey to that you know i, I tend to read about something yeah. more than the, the thing yeah, sometimes yeah. um don't think that by just listening to this series of ignition episodes on the testament that that's about as good as reading the testament because it's not no we're here to tell you we're the first to tell you it's not there's much better you you, you can do better yeah um and again, it's probably even better uh podcasts or broadcasts you could listen probably, to about the probably uh so tune in next time yeah exactly to ignition a uh, broadcast uh, on the new evangelization to launch and encourage your own efforts in it 
If you have uh, questions, Dr. Bergwald, how could they contact us? They can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. And so today we're talking about our series on the books of the Bible, and we're talking about St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Uh, Pretty undisputed that he wrote it. And he wrote to the Roman province of Galatia, which is in modern-day Turkey. Yeah, so this is where, Father, I was— I I I I learned something that was pretty cool to oh, me. I thought. Tell uh, me, share in this this uh, prep for this episode. So Galatians, as you mentioned, is modern day Turkey. It got its name because um, over three centuries before Christ, about third century BC, I should say over two hundred years before Jesus, in the third century BC, uh, migrant tribes from Gaul, <laughs> which is modern day France, right settled in the northern part of what we came to call Galatia. Wow. So Galatians. So it's it's they were French. Yeah. Paul was writing to the French. Who knew? Not kind of. Kind but of. I just that's why it's called Are the Galatia. French different than the Gauls? Oh, that's a good point. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, scorcher. But that's really interesting that, that, is. Is that I had no idea that that tribes from Gaul had settled in Were they called this, the Gauls in the, what well, Galatia? Point. So, so, but, but, um, as as Hannah Mitch note in in their commentary, uh, and ref- many biblical scholars say Paul wasn't writing to tribes to ethnicities; he was writing to people who lived in this territory. So, right. as fascinating as that may be about why Galatia was called Galatia, and who the the people who peoples were who settled there um, centuries before. When Paul was writing in the mid-first century, um, he was writing just to the churches that he had established in this territory. Right, right. So I what, could make a joke about various states in the United States, but I won't. Okay. No, I can't. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, Father, generally, we, we talk about spend a little bit of time talking about why he was writing. Because all of these letters were written for a specific reason. Right. Like every book of the Bible was written for a specific reason. So why did Paul write to the Galatians? As an apology. He What did he do? Nothing. He preached the gospel. Why is he apologizing for preaching the gospel? He's explaining the fact that he preaches the gospel. He's true to the gospel against people who oppose him. Similar to 2 Corinthians. Ah. But different. In 2 Corinthians, you had the super apostles right. who were speaking bad about, oh, you know, Paul can't be a real apostle because he doesn't have a Lexus, and all apostles <laughs> have Lexus, right? Uh, I missed that when I read In so many words, in so many words, right. yes, that Paul isn't a super apostle. Right. Hyper apostole. Right. Um, but uh, with the Galatians, uh, there's people who um, are, as he says, trying to uh, uh, hold on to too much of the old covenant. Right. And, uh, and trying to pollute the gospel with uh, things from the Old Covenant that weren't necessary to it. And so um, so he's writing uh, to defend the gospels against that corruption. Hence, apology, as you said, right. to the sense Apologia. of— So the sense of that in which you're not, you're not saying you're sorry for something, you're defending it. So Paul is defending the gospel, his account of the gospel, the gospel itself, against these opponents. Um. And I, the the term I don't know if he uses the term in Galatians or not, but mm. uh, they've been referred to either by Paul himself or uh, by scholars scholars for certain um, as the Judaizers. Right. I'm doing a quick little search on. Very that good. Please do. So so these so so Paul is writing to the Galatians because 
um, there are people who are saying that Gentiles, Gentiles who become pagans, that is, non-Jews, who accept the gospel of Jesus Christ, who enter into the covenant established by Christ, that they have to fulfill certain um, rites, ceremonies of the old covenant, particularly including the, the, the practice, the rite of circumcision. He he doesn't he doesn't use the term Judaism. at least not in the NAB translation okay. which I was searching online. Okay, so so there are people spreading this view that that you need to be circumcised, you need to follow um, that practice of the old covenant in order to enter into the new covenant. Yep. and Paul very strongly, vehemently uh, is attacking that idea. Right, that uh, because of the fact that the old covenant finds its conclusion in some ways, with our Lord. Right. And so the rituals of the Old Covenant are no longer necessary because they find their fulfillment in Christ. Right. Circumcision fulfilled in baptism, the Passover fulfilled in uh, the Eucharist, right. and so on. So that's why, and it's not, the, the heart of the covenant, if you will, remains, but there are, there are trappings, so to speak, of the covenant, which, which uh, were dispensed with. Such as the dispensation or the prohibition uh, from eating certain uh, meats, right. such as pork and otherwise, which uh, St. Peter in the Acts of the Apostles has that vision. We talked about this when we talked about the uh, Acts of the Apostles in that episode of Ignition, um, that um, uh, that that St. That Peter received that message that that was no longer necessary, that that is not necessary for the fulfillment of the old covenants, which we call the new covenant. Right. So Paul is um, his his purpose then is to defend his account of the gospel um, and to dissuade the Galatians from being circumcised and do the, all these other things, all these things that that um, were part of the old covenant that no longer need to be followed. So as we were saying earlier, this is definitely um, a, a heated letter from Saint Paul, um, pro, the most polemical the yep. most aggressive, the most combative of his letters. Why is he so worked up? Because it's serious stuff. Because he sees this as, uh, well, for one thing, because he's pastoral. Yes. Ah, Talk about the last episode. Did you like how he did that? Nice. Actually, two episodes ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is 249. Sorry. One away from the big old 250. 250. 250. Um, yeah, so as we spoke of in uh, Ignition number 247, uh being pastoral is being wedded to the truth because the truth is what people need. And so he's very passionate about the fact that people are trying to uh, corrupt the truth of the gospel in right. this way by introducing this alien or not necessarily alien, but this uh, ne once necessary, but now fulfilled uh, aspect of um, uh, the old covenant. Right. It, it, it goes to the heart of what it means to be a Christian. And he's also passionate because he feels like St. Peter kind of turned his back on him. Oh yeah, we didn't put that in the notes, but that's oh, we, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. part of why he's riled up. Yeah. Is because Saint Peter was in Galatia, and he was eating meat that was sacrificed to idols and some things like that. And then when these Judaizers came, Saint Peter quit doing that. Out of this, like, oh well, yeah, you know, I've never done that, you know. And Saint Paul's kind of like, come on, man, right? Be right. honest, be, right. be be straightforward, and so. And a point there, by the way, you know. Um, because that will be used. Oh, yeah, that's used sometimes by uh, uh, opponents of the papacy. Right. So people who, who who do not recognize the authority of the Pope will use that. Well, look, Paul rebuked Peter to his face. Yes, he did. Yeah. Because popes aren't perfect. Nope. 
and we've never said they are. Sorry, Pope Francis. No, exactly. And Pope Benedict and St. John Paul II. Yep. None of them were perfect. Infallible is not impeccable. Exactly. Big difference between those two words. Not synonymous at all. You went back to another episode. I now. did. Oh, there you go. Back to back to two forty seven again. You are doing well with that today. I can't remember those many weeks ago. Um, so, so I, there, there's a point there to be made that that about what what we believe. We do about have a point, Peter, about Peter and his successors. Yeah. Is they're not impeccable. They're not without flaw. They're not without error. Right. They're not sinless. Mary is sinless. The Pope isn't. Yep. And God didn't make her a pope or a priest. Exactly. Yep. So, so Paul withstood Peter to his face. He rebuked Peter for for uh, his whatever you want, chickening out. I don't know what you want to call it. I call it chickening out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be one reason he's worked out. Is a rooster sometimes a sign of Saint Peter? I, yes, it is, but that's because of the cock that yeah, crowed uh, three at times. the. Yep. There we go. So ironic that Saint Peter was chickening out. How about that? We need a rim shot. But um, I don't think that's the only. I don't think that's the most important reason why Paul was worked up, though. No, no. I think the most important reason is because of the gospel and the gospel being polluted uh, with this false notion that you somehow had to be shackled to requirements of the old covenant, uh, not the moral law of the old covenant, but the ritual laws of the old covenant, uh, which he thought would be a hindrance to people taking up. Uh, the gospel. And he gets, I mean, again, the, the heated tone, Father, I know there's a, there's a verse. Oh, there's a verse I love. Uh, which which just really reflects how Paul was 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 combative and aggressive in this uh, this letter. He got it. His, his, uh, his ire was, his ardor was stirred. So what is this verse of which we are speaking? It's Galatians chapter five, verse 12. Which reads? From the NAB, New American Bible. Would that those who are upsetting you might also castrate themselves. Would that those who are upsetting you might also castrate themselves. Right. So again, the context of this is that they're talking about circumcision. Uh, And so obviously you might make a mistake in circumcising and end up being castrated. And so he's just so upset about those who are upsetting the Galatians saying, oh, you're not really Christian yet. You don't have the graces of Jesus because you haven't been circumcised. And he's saying, would that those people who are upsetting you might castrate themselves. Right. Yeah. Now, he's not actually wishing for them to do that. He's just, it's a rhetorical flourish and part of that passion as he's stirred up. So. Yep. So, so. By the way. Yes. I really wish I knew that. Like, once I learned about this verse, and I was just thinking, man, next time someone like wants to get in a verse slinging contest with me, like Bible verse, Bible verse, I, like Galatians 5.12. But ever since I learned about that verse, I've never been in a verse slinging contest. See, there you anyone. go. You just would be a mic drop moment. I know, but our Lord's probably saving me from like the hubris and exactly. <laughs> the dangerous pride. And yep. So, so the theme there, um, everything we're talking about is is again the relationship between the old and the new covenants, and how the new um, fulfills and and well fulfills the old is the fulfillment the culmination of everything gone before the newness of Christ is that all of these covenants that God has established not that they were not unnecessary they were necessary but they achieve their completion in the covenant that he establishes right and that's uh, that's very much at the heart of the book of galatians we're talking about st paul's letter to the galatians here on ignition 
uh, your broadcast for the new evangelization, equipping you uh, to be able to launch your own efforts. Uh, if you have questions on this topic or on other topics, always email us, uh, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us at sfdiocese with the hashtag of ignition. Yep. So again, we're talking about Galatian and St. Paul's desire to show this uh, uh, the difference between the new and the old covenant and how the new fulfills the old and all we need now is the new. Right, right. Because everything the old is contained in the new. Exactly, right. So some other points, I think, Father, that would be, would be worth making, a couple that, that you had uh, noted in our show prep. Oh, certainly. So, uh, like, so one of these points about the fulfillment of the new covenant is his passage in uh, Galatians 3, verse 28, that in Christ there is no longer Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male or female, but all are one in Christ Jesus. That's a verse that can get misunderstood in our own day. Uh, We need to talk about how he means that verse. Right, right. And so he's talking about this in terms of entry into the covenant relationship with God, because before Jesus Christ, how could you be in covenant relationship with God? Right. How? Uh... Before circumcision, no, no, not, not circumcision alone wouldn't do it. I don't know. You had to be a descendant of Abraham. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, for the most part, you could be. Well, okay, yes. You could be a God fearer. Right. I mean, if you were a Greek, uh, if you were a, a Gentile, one of the other nations that, aside from the the descendants of Abraham, uh, you could be a God fearer, but you weren't really a part of the mm. covenant yep. unless you were a descendant of Abraham. Right. Right? Right. Uh, and so that's why it says there's neither Jew nor Greek, because each have access to this. There's no slave or free person, and it says there's no male and female as far as access to the one covenant of Jesus Christ. All have equal access to that covenant. Everybody's be able, to, able to be part of the new covenant. Right. Uh, the salvation of Jesus Christ is available to all in that way. Okay. Right. Now, we could read that wrongly, right? Yep. We could read that, like some people will say, well, you know— Jesus doesn't recognize any differences at all. So like, you know, there's no such thing as man or woman at all in Jesus Christ. And right. that's not the case. That's not, Paul is making the point that it doesn't matter if you're, in this case, male or female in order to enter in the covenant. Right. It's about the covenant stop. So there's Period. a, um, you can read into the text things that just right. aren't there. Right. Okay. And so um, that's one part that I love. Um, do you have one that you like? No, please go. Okay. Uh, I love the idea of uh, the spiritual identity of being conformed to Christ in Galatians chapter two. Um, so the idea that uh, it is no longer I who live, uh, but Christ who lives in me, uh, the actual uh, verse, uh, for through the law, I die to law that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ going into verse 20. Yet I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. Insofar as I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who has loved me and given himself up for me. Um, so it's beautiful. And um, it's like, ah, there's a line in here, too, that's related to this, about how I even bear in my body the marks of the sufferings of Christ. Right. Um, which some people talk about, maybe it was St. Paul, uh, did he receive the gift of the stigmata? The, right, actual uh, wounds. Yep, yeah, the, the sign of the, the physical wounds of, of the crucified Christ. Um, but we don't know that for certain. The uh, um, But this idea of the spiritual identity, I've been crucified with Christ. We've talked about this uh, a number of recent episodes, especially when we're talking about marriage and the difficulties of marriage, um, that uh, um, you know, part of the Christian call is to share our sufferings with our Lord Jesus Christ. Right, 
you know, to have that spiritual union with him. So St. Paul talking about that very spiritual union that we're talking about. Yep. I have been crucified with Christ. That's not a fun process, <laughs> but it's a rich and a beautiful process. Yep. So that, 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 um, so you used to, it's coming back a little bit more, but offering it up, yeah. offering up your, my sufferings in union with Christ for, for the salvation of the world. Right. Which he also talks about in uh, Colossians, which we haven't talked about. That'll yep. be two of this series from there now. There you go. But yeah, he talks about in Colossians chapter one, verse 24. Um, so, so being that, that, as I, you said, the spiritual identity being united with Christ, which happens not through circumcision, but through our baptism. Right. And, 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 and the process of that identity with Christ begins. And that's really the heart of the spiritual life, that your spiritual life is so that Christ may be born in you. Right. That Christ may live by the power of his spirit in and through you. And so, which is, makes the Christian life incredibly beautiful and awesome. <laughs> uh, so other points, boring. Father, we got a couple minutes left. What other? Oh, I don't know. I mean, are there any ones that catch your eye? I mean, I no. Really? Seriously? No. Gosh. No. Uh, so uh, I love the idea of um, freedom in here uh, in uh, Galatians chapter 5. And that's, that's a big question in our own day and age where we're very libertarian. Uh, we think that freedom is doing whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. And that's what it means to be free. And whether you're a donkey or you're an elephant, you kind of think of freedom in those terms. Right. That's not the Christian way of thinking about freedom. Um, and so St. Paul in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, For freedom Christ set us free so stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Here he's talking about the yoke of the, of the old covenant and the law. But he also goes on in verse 13, still on this theme of, of freedom, saying, You are called for freedom, brothers, but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. So freedom, liberty, is not license. Right. Not doing whatever I want. Exactly. It's doing what I ought to do. Right. Choosing to do what I ought to do. Correct. And that's a very important thing in uh, a very important thing to pray for yourself is to be healed of that modern notion of freedom uh, because that's a big hindrance for your pursuit of the Christian spiritual life and the pursuit of Christ being born in you is if you still think of freedom, if you imagine freedom, if you understand freedom as just doing whatever I want, whenever I want, you're always going to have this resistance in you to the Christian life. Right, right. And so, yeah, and so to, to adapt on you that notion of freedom as uh, to do what you ought to do, to do the good. You know, we mentioned earlier the importance of just reading the text. Yeah. Don't just listen. To me, this is a great example of the value. When you have the opportunity after you listen to this episode of Ignition, take some time to read Galatians. And I, there are all sorts of points. I'm sure the Lord will say something to right. you, maybe nothing to do with what we've talked about today. But this point of the nature of authentic Christian freedom to me is is, is a key point here. And I, like, I kind of in my conversion when like there's this tension like with conversations with non-catholic christians i was always sometimes afraid of galatians right and i found out how much i love galatians uh and embrace it now and that's just it's so beautiful to have that relationship with this uh letter of saint paul so just read the text just read the text and, and I'm not thinking about 140 character text. No, no, exactly. That will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us. Use the, at SFDiocese, use the hashtag Ignition with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.